the Public News Service Dell Newscast, July the 27th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. Legal analysts and voting rights advocates are looking ahead to this fall. That is when the U.S. Supreme Court hears arguments on a case about state legislatures and election oversight. The case stems from a redistricting dispute in North Carolina and floats what is known as the independent state legislature theory. Republicans who support it feel that a clause in the U.S. Constitution gives legislatures broad powers over federal elections without having to abide by restrictions from state-level courts. University of Iowa law professor Derek Muller says this case should be on the public's radar in the event the court agrees with that theory. There is a potential then if state legislatures say, oh, we can get more creative or we can push the boundaries more. And so that is another thing to think about. But even with a favorable decision, he says a lot would depend on how narrow the court's opinion would be. I'm Mike Moen. And it has been about three years since workers at the Chipotle restaurants in New York City started their effort to unionize. It has not happened yet. Lawsuits were filed by the city against the restaurant chain in 2019 and in 2021, alleging violations of New York's Fair Work Week laws in creating more predictable work schedules. The company was fined more than $150 million. But today, Jeremy Espinal, a labor organizer with 32BJSEIU, says the efforts to unionize continue to be hampered by misinformation. We've seen workers where we reach out to them and they have a very negative experience with us where they try to run away or the yell at us that they're not interested in talking to us and a lot of that comes from fear of not knowing they don't know who we are they don't know what are we trying to talk to them about or they've been scared by the company already espinal who used to work at chipotle says other recent successful efforts to organize at chains like starbucks have revived the conversation about the potential benefits of being part of a union but he says it's tough when a company pushes back not only locally but nationally i'm edwin j Vieira. New York is one of a handful of cities with so-called predictive scheduling laws that allow workers to plan their schedules and have some idea of what they'll be paid. A few states have passed laws that restrict them. Now from the Associated Press, the intensifying battle between former President Trump and his VP Mike Pence was in the spotlight Tuesday as the two gave dueling speeches in Washington on the future of the Republican Party. The AP reports that Trump in his first return to D.C. since Democrat Joe Biden ousted him from the White House repeated false election fraud claims. Pence, in a separate address, implored the GOP to move on from Trump's defeat. This is PNS. In Florida, small businesses looking for financial help often have limited options, but there is a new opportunity for assistance. A group of community lenders created the Southern Opportunity and Resilience Fund, or SOAR, to help small companies and nonprofits recover from the impacts of the pandemic. SOAR loans are available up to $100,000 with an interest rate fixed at 4%, much lower than traditional loans. They're available through lenders known as Community Development Financial Institutions, or CDFIs, such as Ascendus. Fabiana Estrada serves as its director of lending for the Southeast region. Our mission as a CDFI is to provide capital for those small business owners that they are not 
bankable, that they are not ready to be having a conversation with a traditional lender. Businesses must have fewer than 50 employees to qualify for a SOAR loan and must also have been in operation prior to September 2019. The fund has $30 million available and because demand is high, Estrada predicts the money will likely be used up by year's end. Brett Pivato reporting. Older Oregonians looking to re-enter the workforce face a number of barriers. Eric Tegadoff reports an organization in the state is helping them with training and a network of partnerships. At Easter Seals, Oregon, the Senior Community Service Employment Program trains people age 55 and over who need a job. Michelle Bowers with the program says older folks need these services for reasons including homelessness, a medical crisis, and losing a spouse who may have earned the bulk of their income. Folks come to us to get retrained and learn new skills and boost their confidence and build a network, and we retrain them, and we send them out into the community and internships to do that. Easter Seals Oregon partners with nonprofits and state and federal government agencies in 30 counties across the state. Finally, our Lily Boki tells us that rural America is facing a shortage of educators and guidance counselors. A New England-based nonprofit wants to equip current educators and school staff with the training to help students identify whether college is right for them and get the process started. Rick Dalton leads CFES Brilliant Pathways, short for College for Every Student. He notes rural students face unique challenges. They may lack high-speed Internet access or live far away from the nearest college campus. Rural students are slightly more likely to graduate from high school. However, they're less likely rural kids to go to college. And when they get to college, they are less likely to stay. This story produced with original reporting by Nick Forzos for the Daily Yonder. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service. Remember, endless is supported. Here are some great radio stations, your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.